Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Dean TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome to another edition of The Voice Of. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and joining me in the studio today is a very, very special guest, Lauren Landa. Hi. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. Beat the LA traffic getting here. Yeah, it's kind of a nightmare trying to get here, right? Well, with daylight savings time and the holidays coming up, it just always seems like the traffic just gets worse. Yeah, there's like a certain point of the day where all of a sudden it just gets pitch black and nobody knows what to do. Nope, nobody knows <laughs> what to do and people just freak out and forget how to drive and that's when <laughs> accidents happen and all that fun stuff. It's kind of like when we get a little bit of a light drizzle too. People just forget how to drive. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I heard that we got rain a couple weeks ago. The one day that we got rain, I was not here. That's always how it works, huh? It's either right after you wash your car or, like, when you're out of town and you would have enjoyed it. Yeah, because I've been waiting for a rainy day in L.A. for almost a year now, and the one day that it happens, (laughs) I'm not here. So, however, where I was out of town and I, where I currently, I'm sorry, where I was at that time, there was, it was raining there, too. Oh, that's good. So, it was kind of a good substitute. That's good. At least you got a little bit of rain. True. And it actually had, like, wintry fall weather there rather than what we have, which is just, I don't even know what to call it. We've got two seasons. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Summer and fall, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Which, that's not bad, but it would be nice to have winter every now and then. I mean, we have some winter days. Like, I think the... The lowest temperature I've seen us get is probably 29, something like that. And that's, that's like... Like late deep, at night. Yeah, like late at night, later in the winter. And, of course, people in Chicago and, <laughs> and, and you know, Virginia are probably laughing They're like, right that's now. Cute. That's cute, yeah. <laughs> and then in Denver, apparently, it was 12 degrees. Today? Uh, a couple nights ago. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, apparently it was 12 degrees, which is crazy. A lot of snowstorms are coming in early, so. Well, last year we had the polar vortex, so I I would imagine the East Coast would be, or the, just the Midwest in general would be right. like, let's steer clear of that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and not only that, but now um, KOST Los Angeles, they're playing Christmas music already. It's kind of weird. Just, right after Halloween. <sighs> I know. I, it's a love-hate thing. Like, I, I love the holidays. I do. I love the holidays. But we haven't even celebrated Thanksgiving yet. Like, I'm happy yeah. to hear Christmas music because I love Christmas music. But... It's okay, guys. Calm down a bit. You'll get to play them soon, but apparently they've already. As long you know. as they don't start playing it in October, that is where I will. Put no, that's my just foot weird. Down. That's just weird. You're you're mixing up Halloween and Christmas, which I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas, great movie. It works for that. It but works for that. Nowhere but else. Music wise, no, it just doesn't. <laughs> 
Anyway, so for for people who are interested, you've done the voice for a lot of really awesome anime characters and a lot of awesome video game characters. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now, spoiler alert for Madoka and Attack on Titan, because we will be talking about those. So spoiler alert, because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about with those. Yeah. Um, But just kind of, when was that moment when you knew that you wanted to be an actor, where you're like, acting, that's the thing. Eureka. It must have happened when I was really little because that's pretty much what I've always wanted. I just, I remembered that I was a huge, I've always been a huge movie buff uh, just ever since I was a little kid. I think I got that from my dad. And um, I just remember saying to myself, I want to do that. I want to be a movie star. I want to be in TV on the movies (laughs) or something like that. So probably when I was very young, that's when it hit me. This is what I want to do. And I'm very stubborn when it comes to those kind of things because I've never wanted anything else for my entire life. Like, there's been a couple of things. Like, if I didn't want to be an actress, I probably would have done um, marriage and, and family therapy or counseling of some sort uh, just because that's always been something I've been interested in. So well, you get to talk to a lot of people when you do that, too. Right. There's a lot that goes into that. And that's true, and I think that's mainly where it comes from, that I like to talk to people and uh, hear out their issues, their problems, and see what I can do to help them through that. Of course, nothing, you know, you can't always help that person 100%, but either that or journalism, because I do love doing research on the most random things. (laughs) Like, I'll be watching a movie and I'll just look up, oh, what's this actor's, you know, biography or, you know, something along those lines. Well, because obviously you've got a passion for a lot of other different things, too. Uh, If you could be on the other side of the mic or maybe do some writing or anything like that, would you want to? You know, I've been asked that question a lot recently. Uh, On the writing aspect, probably not. And that is only because I know the time and effort that goes into it because many of my friends are uh, script adapters. They write for anime and video games. And it pretty much takes up your entire life, especially if you have (laughs) a very hectic schedule. Uh, But I think I would, you know, I'm pretty sure I would love to direct or, or possibly be a casting director. I would love to do either of those. Uh, probably more on the casting directing side, just because I've always been interested in that as well. So That would be cool. Yeah. So all in all, obviously acting is really great, but mm-hmm. do you have like a dream project? Like if you could do anything either in the entertainment world or, or maybe outside of that, what would you do? <sighs> well, oh gosh, that's there's so many answers to that. Uh, I... You know, I love the industry that I'm in, and I am very fortunate to have met the people that I know today and the connections that I have made. So, you know, I I love to say this, but at Kamikaze last year, I met Edward James Olmos, and that was probably one of... <laughs> I don't get starstruck. I really don't. But it was so awesome to meet him, and I, I know him. I don't really know him from Battlestar Galactica... Battlestar Galactica, excuse me. I speak English for a while. Um, but... I know him mainly from Stand and Deliver and Selena and, you know, he was so happy to hear about those. You know, he said, well, most people know me from Battlestar, but it's so nice to remember Selena because that movie is very near and dear to my heart as well as Stand and Deliver. But that's not what you asked me. Sorry. (laughs) 
Um, Who doesn't love Selena? I, it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Are um, we talking, wait, the Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. Movie? Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out 13 or 15 months just after she passed away, actually. I remember is, that. Yeah. Well, there's there's a line, and this is just me personally, there's a line in that movie that me and my family just kind of clung, like, clung on What is it? Which one? Anything for Selena. Anything for Selena. <laughs> because my last name is Selena. So yeah, like, I know. Oh Every time I see your last name, that's what I think of. I think of Selena. And I'm like, oh, she probably won't get it. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I, my friend and I, we, we love that movie, and we always make fun of that, like, you know, total cholo talk. So, but, um, you know, I'm very grateful for what I've been able to do in this industry. Like, I, all the characters that I've played, I don't know how the heck I got them, but I did. And to this day, I'm still grateful for all of them. But I don't know if there was anything else I wanted to do in the industry is just continue what I'm doing and and probably as I said you know ca- being a casting director or director of some sorts probably something to do with the production side of it uh I can tell you that I would there is a project that I would love to be a part of someday I don't know if it'll happen but I'm a huge Batman fan <laughs> so I would love to be a part of any Batman uh TV show or any uh Batman video game specifically I would love to play a Harley Poison Ivy or Catwoman. That would be awesome. Yeah, I well, I loved Batman in the animated series, so and those were my three favorite female characters. You know, most people say, or most women, you know, will want to play Batgirl, and I'm like, no, villains, man. <laughs> <laughs> villains is where it's at. It's true. And plus, you'd get to work with Kevin Conroy if it was animated. Speaking of which, I'm going to a con with him in January. Awesome. I am very excited <laughs> to meet Batman. That would the be Batman for me. <laughs> well, just kind of going off of that, uh, you mentioned conventions. Obviously, with what you do, there's a lot of convention work involved. You get it's to true. travel a lot, which is really great. Mm-hmm. But all in all, like, what's your favorite con experience? Oh, gosh. I know it probably all runs together, too, <laughs> because the, there's so much travel and jet lag involved. There is. And, you know, with... The Coast to Coast cons, especially, I'm three hours behind most of the time. So, you know, I was just in Virginia over the weekend, so they are three hours ahead of LA time. So I was getting up 11 or 10 o'clock their time for 11 a.m. panels or interviews (laughs) and stuff, and I'm like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. LA time. So I was a little tired, but throughout that, um, you know, my favorite part of conventions is honestly... Uh, there's two aspects to it. I love being able to see who else I'm I'm guests with, you know, who the other guests are, because if they're close friends that I haven't seen in a while, it's like reuniting, and then I get to meet new people, I get to meet uh, other people within this industry. There's um, a guest that uh, was at the same convention as me, and his name is Jez Roth. He is a costume designer for uh, Cirque du Soleil. Ooh. And so, you know, you don't get to meet... <laughs> Everybody within that career base, you know, or within that industry, everywhere, anywhere. So, and he's a wonderful person and a very talented guy. Uh, but the other aspect of it is that, you know, I love meeting uh, the fan base. I love meeting fans who truly appreciate the projects that I've been a part of. And, you know, I've had young ladies come up to me and say that uh, my character, Leia, from Tales of Exilia, uh a lot of young ladies have come up to me and said, you know, she really inspired me. She's such a strong female character. And 
it's a shame because when we're recording, I mean, we don't, we think about that, but we don't think about that until after the production is done because during the recording process, we're mainly thinking about, okay, how to get this line right, you know? So <laughs> you've got to focus. Exactly. So when people tell me that, it, it really is so nice to hear. And I've also had people tell me that uh, the video games that I've been a part of helped them get through a really rough time. And and I can totally relate to that. We all can. We all can relate to that. You know, uh, for me... Um, when I was younger, I played a lot of video games. I don't have as much time now, but for me, um, you know, an escape has always been movies for me or uh, writing or, you know, something along those aspects. So that's that's always really nice to get to meet fans that are really enthusiastic about the projects that I've been able to be a part of. And especially when we get to nerd out, like Titan is really the most recent project yes. <laughs> that I've been able to nerd out on because that one I, I fell absolutely in love with. Uh, so it's always fun to nerd out with them over that. It's just, I keep telling everybody, I have not read the manga. I've only seen what we have recorded in the anime show. So I have not read the manga. So I tell everybody, avoid <laughs> manga spoilers. And of course, spoilers are all over YouTube. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and what's worse is people actually actively try to spoil people. Like, my little brother, a uh, friend of his had read ma the manga. Right. And even though my little brother told him, don't spoil me, don't spoil me, he went up to my little brother and spoiled him anyway. Oh! Like, that's that, terrible. That is awful. Well, it's it's <laughs> like right now, I mean, I get the, however, I also on, this, on the other side of it, I understand the need to want to spoil something because they want to see your reaction. <laughs> like I'm, I'm on episode nine of Sons of Anarchy right now. Uh, Are you, do you watch Sons of Anarchy? No, but I know it's. In, I I hear it's intense. Right now, it's even. It's probably the most intense that I've seen it. Only because I won't. Again, I can't spoil it. <laughs> but it's the final season, so a lot is going on. But a friend of mine is also watching it, and I'm just biting my tongue, not wanting to say anything. So all I can say is. Have you seen the new episode yet? Have you seen it? And, and he's a busy guy, so he hasn't been able to see it, and it's killing me. I'm just waiting for the angry text message of, what? So, But I haven't gotten it yet. So. You're waiting for the shoe to drop. Pretty much, and I keep checking my phone, but nothing yet. Oh, we'll, see. well, going off of Attack on Titan, and yeah. again, spoiler alert. Megan's a total nerd for Attack on Titan, by the way. It's true. Well, it's, the, it's one of the best animes I've seen in years. It's really good. Like, I love it. I stopped watching anime for a little bit, and then I Me came too. back to it with this, and now I'm like, I can't get enough. I need to binge watch more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so true. After the first third, I'm sorry, after the first episode, I was hooked. So It took me to about episode four. When um when it looked like it they took killed you to up. episode four, well really because I'm I'm skeptical with a lot of TV. Okay, so like I, and especially when people are like, oh, it's so shocking. Oh, it's gonna you know. But so when when I watched the first episode, I was like, okay, well, I was kind of figuring there was going to be a lot of carnage right, and everything right. like that. But um, episode five, when whenever it was that it, they made it look like Aaron was dead, that's when I was six. like, oh, oh, episode six. Yes, that's With when Santa I was. Claus. Yeah, that <laughs> or Jerry Garcia. For sure. Actually, when the Colossal Titan came back, that was when I was like, oh, things got really interesting. And then they killed Aaron, and I was like, oh my 
that scene God. that scene where the colossal titan comes back is is not funny but at the same time it is because Aaron has this very dramatic <laughs> inner monologue we're going to save humanity and the colossal titan like appears behind him sup dude <laughs> it's like well, ah! there are a lot of times in that show where you find yourself laughing it's because you you don't have any other reaction because you're just so shocked yeah. and you kind of laugh so that you don't cry. Well, I'm not sure if I said this the last time I was on here, but uh, you know, there's very little comic relief, comedic relief in that uh, show. So I remember showing the first episode to a couple friends of mine, and I remember turning to them during that one comedic scene uh, where the bullies are beating up Armin or teasing Armin, mm-hmm. and they run at the sight of Mikasa, you know, and I turn to my friends and I just say, you know, just take it in, because that's the <laughs> only comedic thing you're going to get for a while. So, And they don't believe me, but then when they watch it, they find out. <laughs> Thank goodness for Sasha and Connie in those first couple episodes. Oh my gosh, yeah. they <laughs> You know, they may have uh, smaller-ish parts, but they're not small parts. Every That's what I love about the show, is that nobody, all the roles are incredibly important one way or another. And that's what I love about it. Everybody's a team player. And everybody's fleshed out really well. Yeah. But kind of going back to characters, mm-hmm. with your character, Annie Lanhart, I think a lot of people, now, now that the run is over, and again, spoiler alert, spoiler. now that the run is over, people kind of don't really know what to make of Annie because she's done some terrible things as the female Titan, Mm. but you can't help but empathize with her a lot. You can't. Yeah, what's your take on her? Well, I know, well, I don't know. I feel, what I feel is that um, that she she was clearly, from from a very young age, she was raised to be on this mission, and we don't know what the mission is. But we know that, well, again, we don't know, but pretty much the majority of the audience feels that she obviously did not have a choice going into this. Um, and from a very young age, she was trained to be a soldier. She was trained to do whatever it is that she is trying to achieve now. We don't know. But I know that anybody that is forced into a situation that way, uh, you do sometimes tend to find some sympathy with them or empathy, you know, because nobody likes to be forced into something that they don't want to do. Um, And you can tell by the last episode when Aaron Titan rips her head off, you know, you can tell that you see human Annie crying and you can tell that she, this isn't what she wanted to do, but it's what she's expected to do. And I find that incredibly sad, incredibly sad and, and tragic because I don't, I don't know. We don't know anything about her background. All we know is that she's really good at martial arts <laughs> and she's a really well-trained soldier and she's emotionless and she doesn't focus on drama or anything like that. But that's all we know and it's killing me because <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, when season two, season two is in production and granted we, we don't know and for those of you who've read the manga, don't, don't you dare spoil it in the comments. <laughs> Where would you like to see her go in season two? Because even though she's kind of out of commission where we leave season one, she's still technically a threat and she could definitely come back into play at any time. I think she could too. I think right now she reminds me of either Sleeping Beauty or Snow White because she's in the crystal, you know, so I guess more on the Snow White side of it because, you know, the glass coffin and all that. Um, I'd like to see her, first off, I don't... (laughs) 
I love the show, so I don't want to see her die at any time <laughs> soon. But I, I honestly would love to, I would love for her to either join Aaron's team or continue to be what she is now. Which is, I wouldn't say she's the big bad, but she is the enemy right now. And I realize that that may sound like they're both the same thing, but... By the big bad to me, that means that she's that she's a one hundred percent villain. That she's she's doing this to hurt people. But as I said before, I don't believe that's it. I think she is on a mission, but that was not her choice. I think she was chosen to do this. Yeah, and so. an antagonist doesn't necessarily equal evil either, right? You know, antihero. You know, they they can always somebody actually tried to call Annie an antihero, and I'm not sure if I agree with that per se but i i did not write the story so it's not my place to say however but my view on it is that i i would love to see her either join aaron's team or or become a part of the bigger picture of where all of these other titans are coming from so i hope we get answers (laughs) oh my god not for another year (laughs) it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me too everybody's asking me to read the manga I don't want to read the manga. I want to watch it. <laughs> well, I told Dave that he should read the manga. Uh, he's on the Attack on Titan panel yeah. as well. I told him he should read the manga just so that nobody else spoils him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just to be sure. Just yeah. to be sure that nobody spoils it for him. That's the only way. Otherwise, you're going to get that jerk that walks up to you and goes, Hey. Hey. That. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, that's and exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what people are doing now. So, yeah. Well, as much as I love Attack on Titan, there's another anime that I recently watched uh, that would, I was pretty blown away by, Madoka. Yeah, which was you said it right, by the way. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people pronounce it Madoka, which is you know fair enough. That's l- what it looks like it should be, but it is Madoka. Well, so. I'm I'm very proud actually Yay! because I'm notoriously bad at pronouncing things. <laughs> a plus. Yay! <laughs> with with that show, you played uh, Kyoko Sakura, mm-hmm. I believe, and. I loved her a lot. (laughs) She was so cool, but she surprised me. A lot like Annie, she surprised me because she comes in and you're expecting her to be this antagonist. And then her backstory turns out to be just so tragic and heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. What was it like playing somebody who kind of surprised people like that? Well, Kyoko was interesting because uh, when I went into audition for Madoka, I... I auditioned for uh, Mami, Kyoko, Homura, and uh, and Sayaka. And I think Kyubei, I'm not sure, but I did an audition for Madoka. And I remember wanting either Kyoko or Homura, because Homura is so emo, and I love how emo <laughs> she is. Um, but um, I ended up getting Kyoko, and when I learned about her... As you said, when she comes in, she's assumed to be the the antagonist. She had, She's assumed to be the next bad guy or enemy. But you just learn from her experiences that's just how she has grown up to be because of her story, because of her backstory, which is incredibly tragic. I mean, you know, she it's one of those stories where it really is be careful what you wish for because there will always be consequences. And unfortunately, her consequences, spoiler, her <laughs> consequences were that her father was a very religious man and unfortunately in religion you don't want to believe certain things possibly or or anything that's foreign or strange to you it can be terrifying it can be scary so he ended up going crazy and killing their entire family which is fun family fun um <laughs> 
But I, I was very surprised, and I really liked that. I remember, actually, uh, the voice director for the anime, Alex Von David, uh, I remember the first day that I went in to record, he sat me down to talk to me about Kyoko. And Kyoko is one of his favorite characters, which I've always felt even more pressure. No, I'm just <laughs> um, And uh, he tells me basically everything ahead of time. He says, well, here's the thing about Kyoko. She she kind of, we think that she's the enemy, but she's had this really tragic story, you know, backstory. And when we found that out, I just, I was really excited to play her, especially since, you know, she kind of comes off as a little brat. So, <laughs> but then we find out why. Another thing is that when she first comes in, she's always eating. Yeah. You, you notice that she's always eating and, and people assume, oh, that's just because she likes to eat. It's for some sort of, you know, comedy, but... That's not the case. It turns out to be a psychological issue. You know, like when you, I've never been in this situation, but I'm assuming that when you are starving, when you live in an environment where you don't, where you have little food, you want to keep as much as you can always because you don't want to go into that mental state again. So therefore, um, that's obviously why she's eating all the time because her father couldn't find work and so they were always hungry so i just i find that even more like (laughs) tragic i mean it's just it's the whole show is so depressing and dark but i love it yeah because you you see her come in with an apple or candy or anything like that and you immediately assume okay anime does this all the time she's the character that's always eating like Mm -hmm. sasha or any given shonen protagonist and then but instead they come in and say, but wait, <laughs> there's a reason why she's always eating. So Yeah, and actually that's something that the show does a lot is it takes these given anime tropes and it just completely flips it on its head. I think Sarah Williams, the voice of Sayaka, I think she even called the show a troll, like a, just <laughs> one giant troll. Because, you know, especially <laughs> especially with Mommy, you meet Mommy, you get used to her, and then she dies in the third episode, a horrible death. And it's just, it's it's terrible. The whole show is fantastic, though. I, I'll be honest, I laughed when that happened because every, <laughs> everybody told me at episode three, that's when things go to hell. That's, that's when true, things go to hell. And, well, I laughed because I was like, oh, there it is. There, <laughs> that's the oh, moment. There it is. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very sad. But Carrie Karanin, the voice actress who played mommy, she didn't know. Oh no. <laughs> she didn't know. So the day that she was recording, she, she saw it happen and she just turns to the director and she says, did I just die? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sorry. So it's just so depressing. Very, very depressing. Yeah. And not only is it bad that, like, all these characters die in this series, yeah. but that they die repeatedly. Oh, because yeah. Because of the time loop. Well, Whovian fans will especially <laughs> love Madoka because Homura has the ability to travel through time. Spoiler! Uh, <laughs> but I, I think, honestly, as tragic as Kyoko's storyline is, I... I feel the worst for Homura, honestly, because she has that power to go through time over and over again, and she has to wit- she has to witness and experience the same horrible things over and over again, you know, like Madoka's death, you know, she, it's clear that she loves Madoka, maybe, uh, you know, platonically, maybe romantically, like, we don't, we don't know, but 
she clearly loves Madoka and she has a connection with her. So every time she travels through time, she sees her die every time. It's just so sad. And it's the one thing that she's trying to avoid. It's the and one stop. thing, but that's but that's usually how time travel works that we <laughs> learn from Doctor Who is that you know, the one thing that you want to change, you you can't. Yeah. You know, and it's it's very tragic. Even worse is when you end up causing it. But yeah. I actually had a question, uh, going back to Kyoko, because mm. she's always eating, did you have to eat, like, different things in the booth to kind of get those noises and get that inflection and everything? No, that was actually all me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, basically, you, you stick your tongue in the back of your cheek. It sounds like you're <laughs> eating something. Are you? It's not really your tongue. It's like you're biting down on your cheek. So it sounds <laughs> like you're a fool in your mouth. But that's pretty much what I had to do whenever she <laughs> chewed something. Or there was, I remember there was a scene where she had dialogue while she was eating. <laughs> and I just remember having to do that quite a few times, actually. So that that wasn't easy. But the thing is, is as much as it would be a lot easier to eat while recording, the microphone would just get messed up. And those are very expensive mics. So we don't, <laughs> we don't want my spit and stuff getting on there, so. Well, and just kind of speaking to the technical aspect of it, obviously when it comes to anime, there's a lot of technical that has to go into it to match the lip flaps. Mm. Do you feel like, like if it wasn't for the lip flaps, do you feel like you'd be able to give a better performance, or do you think that doesn't really hinder it? It's just a matter of practice? I think it's both, honestly. I, I think that it depends on how wacky the the lip flaps are if they're pretty basic then then any voice actor or actor will be able to you know nail the performance but uh absolutely i think it can have an effect because um sometimes there will be a very quick lip flap that you have to just get out the line as quick as you can and sometimes it may not sound as good as you would want it to but unfortunately that's where anime recording anime gets kind of tricky because we really don't have control over that so but I look at that as a challenge honestly I that's probably one of my favorite parts about dubbing anime is matching the lip flaps so because in video games we don't get to do that very often in uh, video games it's basically with the exception of dubbing some cutscenes, we basically are reading straight from the script and just line after line after line. We don't really get to watch a lot of stuff unless I, I've never been in a Final Fantasy game, but I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming they may show some of the cutscenes. I'm not entirely sure. I honestly don't know. But so anime can be a little bit more uh interesting, I guess, when it comes to the dubbing process. It's, but yeah. It's like challenge accepted. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, going off of video games, you've had some very notable video games ro- roles as well. You've mentioned the Tales games, which mm-hmm. are great. Um, another really prominent one is you played Kasumi in Dead or Alive 5. Yeah. I My brothers and I played Dead or Alive all the time growing Do up. You play as me. Kasumi was my character, actually. Oh, <laughs> I, I haven't played it yet, actually. I haven't gotten around to playing any of the newer games either. My older brother had a PS2, so... I miss PS2 games so much. You know, I didn't play, I think I played Dead or Alive a long time ago, but then I switched to Bloody Roar for a you while. You know what? I remember that one. That's where they turned into animals yes, or something, right? Yes, and I played <laughs> as the bunny chick. I don't remember her name, but I think it was Yuko or something like that, or Yukio. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I played as, like, one of the cat girls or something. Of but, course. Um, but... 
talking about Kasumi, obviously you came in, I believe it was game five, Dead or Alive mm. 5. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of pressure when you found out that you got Kasumi? Because obviously there had been a voice actor who had played the role before you, mm. and she's obviously a big fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, yes and no, uh, because when I first found out I was cast as Kasumi, I... I didn't remember who she was. <laughs> there are a lot of characters to keep track of. Yeah, and then when I went in to record, that's when I found out, oh, oh, she's the lead. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay, you know, so that's when I started to feel a little bit of that, okay, this has got to be good. But other than that, you know, the more pressure you feel, sometimes it just takes away from the performance. So just, I handled it just as any other acting gig, you know, just... It's a role you got to step into. So, but uh, I get a lot of Dead or Alive fans that come up to me at cons with um, with Dead or Alive Five or Ninja Gaiden because that's a crossover game. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's awesome to see you know a lot of fans love that game. Yeah, and speaking of just fans in general, there are a lot of fans for Super Smash Brothers. Oh! And I know that my little brother was a big fan of the uh, Fire Emblem game oh, that nice. had come out. Yeah. So I wanted to know, since Female Robin is a playable character, how did the audition process for that part go? I, You know what? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the audition process because I was cast in it. I was already cast in it from the fire. Are you talking about Fire Emblem? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. I don't remember. But usually how auditions work is that you will get either an email from a studio saying, uh, we want you to audition for these roles, or they'll say, we're having auditions from this time to this time. What time do you want to come in tomorrow? So then we'll go in and then we'll get to choose certain characters or – um, we'll go to uh, where the audition is, and they will already have sides picked out for us. So, you know, it really depends on how well the studio knows you, or if they've never met you before, then they'll let you choose, and they'll say, is this in your vocal range? Can you do this? It really is just an experiment every time you audition. But auditioning is mainly the biggest part of the job. Once we get roles, we're set, you know, unless <laughs> unless we absolutely, like, suck terribly. And then we can always be recast, but most of the time the hardest part of the job is getting the job. So, Well, what was it like going in to record for Super Smash Brothers? That was a lot of fun. Uh, they gave me hints on what it was, but... I, I didn't get it because I haven't played Super Smash Brothers in a long time. So that was that was a lot of fun. And after I left, they finally told me, and I just I lost it. I thought, <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! Because I know a lot a lot of friends of mine are big fans of the Super Smash Brothers games. So I know my friend that lives in Austin right now. She totally flipped out. She <laughs> she was like, oh my god, you're in this! I knew that was you. And then another friend of mine, another friend of mine, tagged me. And said, I didn't know this, but I've been beating you up all day or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember, but it's, it was hilarious when other people found out. <laughs> so, so far, fan reaction has been very positive. Oh, yeah, very positive. <laughs> I haven't heard any negative yet. <laughs> well, I, I wish I need to go out and get a Wii U because I haven't gotten a chance to Girl, play Girl, I don't have a Wii U. I don't have a PS3. I don't have a DS. <laughs> I don't have a 3DS. I don't. I don't have anything. The last, I the know. newest, the newest game system that I have is Xbox 360. 
I have a Wii, but I'll be honest, because because of time and and just finances and everything mm-hmm. like that, I mostly use it for Netflix. Really? <laughs> I didn't know you could use Wii for... See, I'm so behind. Like, I didn't I, even know that. I think you can use 360 for Netflix as well. I might I might be making that up. Maybe it's a newer Xbox. No, thing. you can. For a 360, I know you can. I just didn't know you could use it for the Wii. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's mostly what I use my Wii for nowadays. Oh! That and playing Super Smash Brothers Brawl. So oh, I'm yeah. a game behind. I remember Brawl. I remember GameCube. I remember PS2. Uh, I remember N64. Ocarina of Time on N64 is one of my favorite video games. That is the best. Yeah. So much fun. Except the Water Temple. (laughs) The Water Temple is a pain in the butt, but the Fire Temple was also difficult. The Forest Temple was difficult but fun. You know, I I always say I think I can defeat the Forest Temple in like an hour now, which I'm proud of. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, I mean, when Final Fantasy games take like 60 hours to complete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm one of the very few people that liked 10-2. I liked 10-2. I thought it was cute. Uh, 10, on the other hand, uh, I didn't do too well with. I, I just, because I suck at leveling up. Mm-hmm. I really do because I just want to get on with the story. So, I'm stubborn and when I should be spending the time leveling up, I I don't. <laughs> I just, I, you know, if there's a, a monster that comes up to me and if I fight them, I either run away or I defeat them or I steal their stuff, you know, whatever they drop. Mm-hmm. But I never take the time to level up, which is the main thing that you have to do in the Final Fantasy game. So, but the last one that I played was Final Fantasy 12, actually. How was that? I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck because I was under, I was in the, I was at the part where you're under the castle in the, in the sewers, I think it is. And, I kept dying, and I kept <laughs> running out of health, and every time I would run away, monsters would kill me. So I just gave up. <laughs> uh, my brother has been playing, like, all the fan- Fantasy thirteen iterations. So oh! I don't know if he ever got around to 12, but I get lots of text messages going, like, oh, lightning's the best, and things like that. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. But um, just we're, we are running a little bit short on time. Um, so I want to ask a little bit more questions about voice acting in general. Mm. Um, some, some, uh, depending on like certain studios are kind of notorious for the pranks that other some people pull <laughs> on other people while they're in the booth. Uh-huh. Do you have any prank stories or fun, just kind of funny things that happen? Uh, there was. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. Some actors will leave what we call bombs on each other. <laughs> I I have yet to do a big bomb just because I'm not that creative when it comes to recording. But um, a lot of people will leave stuff for me, which is on the dirty side. But it's really <laughs> funny once I hear it because I know the actor. But uh, I still have yet to leave like a really big bomb in front <laughs> or in for somebody that's after me. So like I was recording yesterday on a project and. Uh, somebody left a bomb for me, and it was so ridiculous, but it was <laughs> hilarious, and I was just about to record a really serious line, and then they played the bomb for me, and I couldn't go on. I'm just like, are you kidding me? You play that for me when I'm supposed to be serious? Oh, so, but that's 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 what it's fun, so. Maybe for April Fool's Day. Yes, maybe. that That'll be a goal for me. To come up with a really good bomb for April April Fool's Day. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. April Fool's Day 
will be a goal of mine to leave a bomb for somebody that's after me in the studio. That's a good idea. There we go. Thanks, that, Megan. That way it gives you time, too, to kind of build up to, to it. To plan it. What is it, like six months? <laughs> I'm just going to forget. It better be a really good bomb. I know, <laughs> just right? six months. Very good bomb. <laughs> Well, also on the technical side of things, do you do any vocal exercises to kind of get prepared or or is it just kind of you go in and wing it? For me, honestly, I, I it depends. If I wake up and if my voice is completely just hoarse and, and, and if I have that tired voice, you know, like I just woke up, then I'll talk, you know, loudly for a little bit and then I'll talk quietly just to get the vocal cords a little, you know, you know, wake up. You know, <laughs> but other than that, no. Most of the time, I just, I just go in and we just jump into it because uh, there's not a lot of time to do vocal warm ups. As soon as you get to the studio, you may say hi and you know for five minutes, or you may find out what you're doing that day. But you just jump into the studio and then that's it. No, the the other thing is with with a lot of anime and also video game acting, you do kind of, it is, you you get thrown uh, at the script and there's not really a lot of time to like process mm. and digest and really analyze what your characters are. Yeah. Do you like having to think on your feet like that quickly or do you kind of wish there was a little bit more time to sit back and analyze things a little bit? You know, the problem is, is that if I had more time to analyze, I would over analyze. So I actually do like thinking, you know, on the, you know, on my feet. Um, I, I like that. And I also, again, like I said, I, if I'm left too much time to think or analyze, I'll just end up doing like just overkill. So I, I like, you know, not having, well, I mean, I would like some time, of course, which we do get a little bit of time, but not a lot. But yeah, I, I like the way things are right now so because as I said I would just think too much into it (laughs) (laughs) now and I hate to use this as an overused question because I know actors get this all the time Mm. do you have a favorite character you're asking (laughs) me to choose one of my babies I know it's like picking children I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) like the redheaded stepchild they'll never know (laughs) um you know right now um it changes all the time because as I said before, um, I have been very fortunate to get all of the roles that I have gotten ever since I, you know, started in this industry. And so it's, it's tough to say which character is my favorite, but the one that I'm still kind of high off of, so to speak, like I, I don't do anything, <laughs> but, but you know that, Oh, I get emotional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's actually two, but I'll give you one because you asked me my favorite. Um, you can do two. I can do two? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Pick two um, of your favorite children. Uh, well, right now it would probably be Annie from Titan because I just – it's such a good show. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be a part of it, and I can't wait to find out what happens with the rest of the story and the rest of the characters. Um, but my other favorite would probably – Probably we have to be Leia from Tales of Exilia because she's done so much for a lot of young ladies out there. That's what they've told me at least. But uh, And she was a lot of fun to play and a lot of uh, very dear friends of mine were part of that game. So, And not only that, but it's pretty. It's a pretty <laughs> game. So, uh, But probably number one right now would be Annie from Titan. Understandably so. Yeah. Because it's awesome. Because <laughs> it's awesome and I... You know, I know we went over this last time I was on here, but I had no idea what the show was about when I first saw it. And then when I find out what happens with Annie, 
Uh, it's just I was tickled pink over it, and, <laughs> and I still am. So yeah, definitely Annie it's right just now. Like yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I didn't expect it, and I was texting Josh Greeley and Mike McFarlane at the same time, thinking this what? And they just they weren't surprised. They were laughing at me. So, I was so behind. <laughs> well, it just means you get to be surprised when you find out. It's true. And that's, that's a lot true. of fun. Yeah. Okay. I We're running short on time. Um, I do want to ask one more question. Yeah. Though. I know you have a, a theatrical background because you've been acting for a long time. I do. Um, if you could be in any musical, whether it's animated musical, <sighs> stage musical, film musical, what would you be? Oh, my God. Megan. <laughs> okay. Somebody just asked me this the other day, and I couldn't come up with an answer. Um I have to ask just because I'm a big musical fan myself. So, oh well, I know I absolutely. So you know how hard this is. Um, I well, there was a musical that I worked on in college that I assistant directed, and it, that was Bat Boy the musical. Do you know Bat Boy the musical? <laughs> I've never heard of it, but that the sounds ca- amazing. Marissa, the camera gal's like <laughs> nodding. She's like, "Yeah, Bat Boy." <laughs> um, Probably Bat Boy. I would love to be a part of Bat Boy. Um, but but I remember growing up, one of my favorite musicals being Oliver. So it really is a toss-up. I, I always wanted to play Nancy from Oliver uh, just because I loved her character. So Bat Boy came later. So I will go ahead and say Nancy from Oliver. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Good pick. Classic, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, like I said, we're running short on time. So can you tell us about any up- – I know with NDAs, it's really tough. But are there any upcoming <laughs> projects you can tell us about? There aren't. But as you already covered, the most recent project that I can talk about is Super Smash Brothers. So, yes. yeah. Now i got to go get it and play it <laughs> so people – so I can understand what people are asking me to say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for coming into the studio today. Thanks uh, for having me. Oh, no. It was an absolute blast. I wish we had more time. I know. <laughs> we talk way too much, so it goes by <laughs> way fast. <laughs> well, again, thank you so, so much for coming in. Thank and you. thank you guys for tuning in so much. I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at The Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 